0: You are now listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything that's anything with your hosts, David and Brenda. Now, let's get to talking about This and That. Happy New Year, Podcastland listeners. Yes, we're back. This is Brenda, better known as Miss Brenbrand, and this is David, A.K.A. Doctor David, A.K.A. the Professor. It's a new season. Season two. For this and that with David and Brenda. Ooh. No, that's where you're supposed to blow the party horn. Okay. It's a new year. It's a new day. It's a new decade. It's a new season. And of course, it's a new episode. January the 11th, 2020. Episode number 39 of your favorite eclectic podcast
1: where we talk
0: about everything
1: that's anything. New year, new season, but some things do not change. Our podcast is eclectic as ever. Still coming to you from Podcast Land Studio. And it is still free. Yes, not only is it still free,
0: it's on demand. So while we are starting season one with episode number 39 of our podcast. You mean season two. Well, yeah, okay. It's a new year, but you know how you keep writing the old year (laughs) over and over again until about two months in. Well, guess what? You're probably going to hear me say the wrong season for some time until I get it right. So, yes, season two of This and That, and this is episode number 39, because we are picking up where we left off with episode number 38
1: in season one. The numbering will not change. We didn't want to make it super complicated for folks. So this is going to be episode 39. So 40 comes afterwards. Every 10th episode, for those who know, they know it'll be a tech edition. That hasn't changed as well.
0: We're also going to be doing throughout the year some of what we consider to be favorite segments of this and that, including living your passion, odd news, what's up with that, topics, and so on.
1: So let's just jump right into it, and let's pick up uh, shout-outs. That hasn't changed either. So let's give some shout-outs to uh, locations, first in the U.S. and then around the globe, where we have some of our uh, loyal listeners.
0: And we will definitely do that, um, starting out. With our US shoutouts Augusta, Georgia, Charlotte, North Carolina, Ontario, California, and
1: Bernalillo, New
0: Mexico. And of course, we have to do our shoutouts for our international locations that are listening in, including Toronto, Canada, Mannheim,
1: Germany, Ripley, England. And Wiesbaden, Germany, home to the world's largest cuckoo clock. Does the clock cuckoo? Don't know when um, I saw it, and that's a whole other story about because my German host didn't want to take me there because they don't care about it per se. It was No,
0: they cared about the beer.
1: Yes, there's a beer garden nearby. That's how I kind of convinced them to to take me there. So um, never heard it. Never heard it. Uh, cuckoo chime, etc. It is very large, though, and the beer garden restaurant was really good.
0: Okay. Well, thank you to all of our listeners here in the U.S. as well as international because without you, uh, we wouldn't have a popular, increasingly popular podcast. So we thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, whether it be your first time whether you're a loyal listener or you're somewhere in between. Now, we also want to send a shout-out to the men, women, and canines in the U.S. military. Thank you very much for your service.
1: Yes, absolutely, and also thanks to uh, their dependents and the civilian support systems that back up all the folks in the five branches of our military.
0: And we also want to give a shout out to our first responders.
1: Yes. So that's Police Fire 911. They have uh, awesome jobs and responsibilities to do as well here at home.
0: Thank you all for everything that you are doing to keep us safe. Now, let's talk about the fact that, um, again, we're starting out with Season 2. And this is the first episode of the year. 2020. And again, it's episode number 39. So what folks need to remember is that our podcasts are free. Are they not?
1: Yes, they are free. They've always been free. Uh, We will strive to keep them that way. And they're also available on demand wherever you listen to podcasts. So that's through some of your favorite podcasts, apps, streaming services and the like such as our home base of SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and on and on and on. They're also available on uh, Alexa voice-assisted devices. If individuals
0: have a question,
1: comment, suggestion, how do they get in touch with us? They can send us email. Our show has an email address. This and that at about dot That's this, the letter N as in Nancy. That at sign about greater Cincinnati.com. Also, we have an email distribution list, and listeners can sign up for that, uh, get all sorts of information about upcoming podcasts and the like, and that's just send us email at this and that at about greater and. Somewhere in the body of the message, or you could just put it in the subject if you're, you know, pressed for time, that type of thing, and say you want to be added to the distribution list, and it will happen. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned we're in 2020, New Year and all that. Yes, it's this 2020.
0: Unknown. Almost sounds like we're doing a Barbara Walters special.
1: Um, okay, um, I, I would say no, it's 2020. So everything is nice and clear, great vision for the future, and on and on. That's what I would say around 2020 and come up with all sorts of other bad 2020 eyesight vision jokes. But I'll spare folks for that. My my mention of 2020 is to make sure that as we go into the new year, or new decade rather, folks uh, do not abbreviate 2020 as just slash 20 or dash 20. And why is that? Because if you do that on, you know, any type of form, legal document, check, etc., some bad actor could come behind you and change that to say, oh, 2015. Oh, come on. You know that nobody out there would do something like that. Um, I wish that that were true, but of course it is not. And depending on what you're doing, that may have um, negative consequences for you. So, write out 2020 as 2020. That's um, not just my tip. That's a tip from pretty much most uh, uh, consumer watchdogs, law enforcement, and so forth.
0: Well, that's a great tip because, again, there are a lot of bad actors out there. And uh, somebody would likely take advantage of the fact that they could do what you just said. Given that we are starting a new season, and this is a new episode, um, what are some of the topics that we are going to cover to get our new year started? We will
1: have some cyber safety tips, talk about um, uh, things folks should be on the lookout for if you purchased uh, any kind of new electronics over Christmas for yourself or uh, kids, loved ones, that type of thing, including some um, smartwatches and, and GPS trackers that uh, folks should be aware of that uh, have some some problems. Also, we'll do because it's a new year; it's kind of an obligation of everybody <laughs> that creates content of some form. We will be doing a podcast of so this and that with David and Brenda. Podcast year in review. So you mean we're gonna talk about
0: some of the things we talked about in twenty nineteen? Exactly. Oh, can't wait!
1: And that is gonna be our show.
0: Okay. Well, that sounds like another uh, full schedule of things to talk about. So I think we're picking up in twenty in twenty twenty where 2019 left off absolutely so why don't we go ahead and get started with our first episode of the year 2020 you are now listening to this and that with david and brenda
1: Season two, first segment underway, and out the gate, we'll be uh, talking cyber safety. First, we'll talk default settings for devices and then get into the whole security flaw. If you bought for yourself or a loved one, significant other, child, etc., kid going to college, uh, iPhone or iPad and the like, there are certain Default settings that you will want to change right away. And it would take a while to go through what those are. And then if I just mentioned them and didn't get into how to do it, people would send mail and complain about it. So, what I'm going to do is in our home based SoundCloud, in the comments section, I will have some URLs to web pages that talk about changing these default settings. And so just to give you an idea of what I'm I'm talking about. On iPads, you're gonna want to turn on what I call like the the, the phone home feature. So that if someone swipes your, your iPad, you'll be able to have you or some you know someone in the Apple store will be able to track where that iPad is, where where it's been taken to. So you want to have that feature turned on as an example. Also most of your i depending on how you bought your iPad and, and what kind of plan there is and most of them have specific uh, and even over the internet this is going to work you're going to want to disable the phone functionality and yes it's handy to be able to make phone calls from your iPad except when you're in the middle of watching a video or editing something and all of a sudden you get interrupted with the call and it that until you do something with it your device is kind of locked up so it's kind of annoying so uh, and there's some other privacy features iPhone uh, same kind of deal. There's some privacy features that you wanna wanna turn on that aren't on by default. Um, you know how ads are pushed out, things like that. And and uh, I'll just leave it at that. Well, so those that, are some of the settings you'll wanna take care of. That sounds like that could be really interesting,
0: mm-hmm. um, and uh, very useful too. Let's get into what we
1: really were going to
0: talk about: cyber safety,
1: specifically security flaws in smartwatches and other GPS trackers. One of the things that's happened in the last few years are that parents, we, we live in a dangerous world. And, you know, depending on your risk tolerance, it's even either, either more dangerous, less dangerous, or, or the same. But either way, we live in a dangerous world. And there, there are parents out there who've been using technology and I'll say, the last, um, really the last three, four years, to keep tabs of their, their, their children. And there are these smartwatch devices that you can give if you don't want to give a child, and I'm talking like, um, although there are some people that seem to do this, um, we're, we're talking really six, seven, eight year olds, even 10, 11, 12 year olds, if you don't want to give them a phone, even a, 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 a cheap phone, you could give them a smartwatch. And with the smartwatch, you as a parent can communicate with the child, Dick Tracy style, if people remember Dick Tracy or were alive. And by that I mean Dick Tracy, the the folks had, he was a detective, and he had a, they had lots of gadgets. And one of them was a, a watch that was a communicator. So they he could talk to his watch, and it was like a radio. It's way before cell phones. So everybody was like, this is really cool. So was, they had that kind of feature between the parents and the ch- children.
0: Wasn't Dick Tracy a cartoon?
1: Yes, it was a cartoon. There was yeah. also, they made a movie with um, Warren Beatty and Madonna. It was a terrible movie, in my opinion. It's a terrible movie.
0: And this is um, where
1: um, cartoons become reality, I guess. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in Dick Tracy. We, we, we could do an episode on... Things from cartoons or comics or movies that are now, now real. So, and, and that's, a, that's a whole other show. We could just look at the alien, the alien series of Sigourney Weaver, and things that are in Alien that are now real. People will, will be surprised at some of the stuff that is now real. Yeah, another show. you could just look at Star Trek. Well, the communicator, that's cell phone communicator, but no, I mean, I, I, and I'm not going to get into it because we need to make a show out of that. But anyway, you've got the watch, the Dick Tracy kind of watch. So you have communication function, plus, of course, GPS is in it. So, you know, parents can track their children. If children don't show up at home or whatever, they can see where the child is or is not. Also, some of them have what, what are called, um, like, smart fencing. So you could say, gee, you can be in this, this you know, one, one square block radius of the house. And if the child goes beyond that, then the parent gets an alert that it's, it's like an electronic fence with the with with dog. That's how I look at it. Except the kid doesn't get shocked. The, the parent gets a notification. So the, the value proposition, as I would put it, for these watches and parent who wants to use technology to keep track of their kid and, and the like is, is quite high. Uh, so that's why a lot of parents who learn about these things, these watches, have gone and bought them. The problem is they have had um, serious flaws and security issues since day one. And this goes back to in 2017, uh, a European Union regulator uh, based out of Norway looked into these watches and they found buku problems with, the, with these. And, and they wrote a basically because it's, you know, the, the way the regulators work in Europe they don't name and shame people, at least first go around. So they were very this 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 space though, there's there's really only a few factories and they're all in China that actually make the stuff. And so it was not wouldn't be hard to know you've been named and shamed or should do something. But that was in twenty seventeen. Um in 2018, about the the summer of 2018, the FBI came out with a bunch of warnings about a whole bunch of, of these devices and, and toys and basically said, don't use them. And the European regulators went back, and they were like, well, we told these people to change. They went back and it was a year later, nobody had done anything. So that's when they started naming companies. And a few of the companies made some some changes because there were like buku flaws in there. Uh, fast forward to last Christmas season and a security firm, a cybersecurity firm called um, Rapid7 that that specializes in, in what's called penetration testing. If you watch the movie Sneakers, with um, um, Sydney Portier and uh, Robert Redford the star, Sydney Portier and others, you'll understand what penetration testing and some other things are. And it's, it's essentially they go look for flaws. They have a license to look for flaws, break into things and the like. And they and Rapid Seven found that okay, it's not as bad as it was, but there's still two really big security flaws with these watches. And they they looked at the big sellers on Amazon. They're like three big sellers on Amazon. Um, Gray Smart, uh, JS Baby, and Smart Turtle are the, the 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 three brands they looked at, and all of them come from the same factory source in China. Um, 3D Elec, like an electric, but it's just Elec, L-E-E-C, 3G as in girl, Elec, and there's. And the folks that did the software programming, is only one. So all these things are tied together. It's just repackaged. And a lot of stuff out of China, Whether it, when you're dealing with the high-tech space, when you get down to it, like CD players and, and the like, it may be one CD player... And they sell it to like 10 different companies and and they repackage it and whatever, but it's the same player. And so you just can pick and choose which one you want. And it's the same with these watches. They're basically the same watch um, no matter how they look. So they have two different flaws in them that are really big. One is, I I mentioned um, the parents obviously control things and they set up just like you would parental controls on um, uh, any kind of, Social media, or even your television, game, game equipment, iPad, etc. You set up um, the, and configure these devices for your child. And the way it works is you have a, an app on your, your smartphone, and essentially you make the configuration changes and it sends them to the child's smartwatch via text message. The problem with that is and, is that you don't want any, anybody in the world to be able to send this stuff to your, your kid's watch because you could then pair it, you could, you could track the kid and, and everything else unknown to the other parent, and, and, and bad things could result. Uh, so there's a filtering system where it's like only, only you know, these phone numbers are allowed to configure the watch. Well, Rapid7 found that that feature does not work at all stop it doesn't work at all. And as an aside, even if it did work, I again, I can tell you and loyal listeners know that you know cyber is one of the hats that that are worn in, in corporate America, this kind of filtering, which is SMS, these are the text messages it doesn't work it's, it's easy to spoof. It's not a good control anyway even if it did work. it is trivial to pretend if I know, for example, I'm a family friend, somebody's a family friend of somebody and they know they have the smart watch and they're a pedophile and they know that they know the mother's phone number and the mother's, you know, on the list or they are just going to assume that. It is trivial to spoof the mother's phone number and then configure the watch so that you could track the kid and kidnap the kid if you wanted to and do, do some other things. I'm not even going to get into that. It's very trivial. So it's not even a good control anyway, even if it did work. Um, this is kind of an aside. Number two, these devices have an undocumented default password for all this stuff to work. And that password is 123456. And they know that, they, that it has this undocumented password because all this data is sent in the in clear, it's unencrypted. So you can see what's happening with, with these devices. And I, I mentioned there are three watches. One, only one mentions something about, they mention something about a password, but they don't call it that, and it's unclear, they don't even tell you how to change it, they just kind of mention that there's this thing there. The other two do not mention it, uh, one of them does mention it on a blog post that is in Mandarin Chinese, so you'd have to know it existed, and unless you read Mandarin Chinese, and otherwise, you'd have to know it exists, find the right web page, and translate it to, hear, to see them talk about it. But again, they don't tell you how to change it. And Rapid7 tried to contact the manufacturers on this stuff. And they once they tracked down who the manufacturers really were behind all these products, because it's not clear from the packaging and the like, they emailed, um, emailed the company. It bounced back. But it bounced back with, uh, "Hey, use this email instead. That email address at our company's, you know, dead." So they emailed the other one. They got something back that basically the mailbox is full. So they could never get in. There no phone numbers. There's no anything else. And then they tried to contact the soft. They tracked down the software developer by looking at a whole bunch of code and and the like. And they tried to contact the software developer. Uh, of uh, of the software because that company obviously was uh, subcontracted out, contracted out. They never got in touch with that. And by looking through Google Maps and some other things, it's basically like a shell company, whatever.
0: So are you basically saying that a lot of these companies are only around for a day or two? And I'm just being funny by saying a day or two. And then they just pack up and you don't ever hear from them again, or can't even get in touch with them, they're basically fly by night?
1: I would say we don't know the answer to that. They're clearly getting... Clearly they got paid somehow. I, we don't know the answer to that. I'll just leave it at that. But but I can tell you from my own experience that that's not, that's not uncommon when you're dealing with these Chinese supply chains in some cases, where these companies, like you said... I think fly by night is too strong and too derogatory. It's just they they come and go they'll they'll create an entity for whatever purpose that they're dealing with, you know some kind of job. You don't even know it could be one person. it could be like five people, it could be twenty.
0: okay, so let me say it this way: they want to make their buck, make it fast, and get
1: out. yes. And the, the people who physically, who make the physical device, they're, they're, you can find them. But when it comes to some of the software and firmware and hardware, unless it's like the, the low-level chips and the like, the, the folks who actually do the programming and everything, they, some of them are like ghosts. They're like ghosts. It's not too uncommon in my experience. That is what haven't ran into. I, I, I've run into that as well. And it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. China's like the wild, wild west in a lot of ways, and you know, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I'm not going to editorialize anymore on that one. So that's, that's the child tracker. If you find a way to get the documentation, to because Rapid7 couldn't, to change the passwords on there, it, it should be a way to change the passwords that users can do. They obviously, because, you know, if you uh, reverse engineer the, the, the software, you could you could change it, but you know most ordinary people aren't going to have that kind of skill. So there's got to be a way, or should be a way, for ordinary people to, to do that. But in in light of that, don't use it. That's just my opinion on those watches. Uh, and I don't know if they're still being sold by Amazon or not, because there were a couple of other 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 ones before Raps that even looked into this that Amazon removed because they were getting complaints from all sorts of sources. So they took some of the stuff that they were selling before the Christmas season off, but these three were still there as of, like, October, November. Now, those are trackers for children. They're also GPS trackers for, that the, the, you know, again, manufactured in China. These are, you put them on your luggage or an elderly, elderly adult, maybe an adult with dementia, put it around, you know, pet collar, that type of thing, so you can keep track of them. Again, one, two, three, four, five, six. default password. And folks have looked at, there are like 30 of these products that are out there for that market. Not smartwatches. These are just devices, again, that you can, you know, hook onto, like I said, in, an elderly adult. That's kind of the use cases that they bring, an elderly adult or a pet or whatever. And there are 30 of these different products that are out there. Um, and that was as of this past October, and six hundred thousand of these trackers are in use across- even though they're made in China, nobody in China uses these. Um, I'm not even sure they're sold in china they're they're all and this was research done by regulators out of Europe. They're in the u s the europe australia south south America, and in um parts of Africa, west Africa and um, um south Africa, the country South Africa. And in Western um, countries in Africa. So, the good news is, instructions do exist to change the default password. Now, depending on which product that you bought, it may not be in your instruction manual. But um, again. Now, what good is that to (laughs) you?
0: I mean, if it's not in your instruction manual, where are you supposed to find it? On, um, you
1: could potentially find
0: it online. Um, but everybody is not going to be with yeah, enough of apps. to yeah. look online for stuff. Yeah. The ex- the expectation is that
1: it's in the instru- instruction manual. In in fair, I mean, I, I a lot. Some of this reminds me back in the eighties when tons of electronic consumer products were coming out of Japan. And you had the infamous instruction manuals that were, you know, translated from Japanese into English, into bad English. And some of this reminds me of that, where you would have to, no matter what it was, you'd have to ponder some of the sentences of, what are they trying to tell me? How do I I use this function? Well, this
0: is not bad English. Be careful. (laughs)
1: Yes, and, and also, even if you do change the, the password on these devices, even if, if it's in your manual and you have one of these, um, again, all the data is sent unencrypted. And the, by the data, I mean the control data. So if you're trying to keep track of your elderly parent, you are sending all that data in, in the clear to that device. So hacker, if they care could they'll they will intercept and see that potentially and then they could track in real time whoever has that device so again my my advice on this in my opinion just given the flaws i good idea but i would not use these devices whatsoever so maybe somebody somewhere even whether it's in china or vietnam or even the u.s of a make some better devices that uh, you can use for these purposes. I would not use these devices. Listen to This and That on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other major podcast apps and services.
0: Well, as we've said, this is the start of Season 2 of our Eclectic Podcast, where we talk about everything that's anything. So what we want to do is go back and take a look at some of the highlights of Season 1 of our podcasts.
1: We will be talking about our top three podcast episodes from Season 1. And, um, recapping those a bit, and for those of you who are just joined, uh, hopefully we'll whet your appetite, you can go back and listen to those in full. Along with other episodes.
0: Now, um... One of our popular, or actually our most popular, episode of This and That in Season 1 was Episode Number 31, mm-hmm. and that was our first, and actually the only, culture and heritage podcast episode that we did in 2019.
1: Right. Right. There will be more, but that was the inaugural.
0: And boy, did folks seem to like listening to us talk about the Geechee Goa culture. Yes,
1: and specifically in that, uh, ring shout, ring shouting. And we spoke with Dr. Griffin Lotson, who is a researcher member of um, one of the three major ring shouting, Gullah Geechee ring shouting uh, groups, and that's the Geechee Gullah ring shouters out of uh, McIntosh County, Georgia. Right, so let's play a little bit of what we learned about
0: uh, ring shouting.
2: The ring shout uh, is, the name itself kind of describes it from the history books. For others, for us, it was a part of our culture going back to the uh, Enslaved Days here in America. And the Ring Shout is basically a group of people singing, and when they sing, they go counterclockwise with a dance. And mostly the songs that they sing with the Ring Shout is from uh, a religious type of song, and uh, it has its birth on the plantation, and uh, the phrase I use, I never shall forget, I was in West Africa doing BBC News, and I said, We're the only culture in America that has its beginning out of something called slavery. So the ring shout was within uh, the enslaved days, and outside observers saw these people making loud noises, shouting, so there's the term shouting, and they were dancing this ritual dance. So that's how it's beginning, religious songs. Uh, dancing and singing loudly.
0: Now, that was clearly one of the uh, fun episodes that we did back in 2019. So much so that we got a lot of response from uh, our listeners, and we had to do a follow-up, which you can find in episode 33.
1: Right. Right. And uh, with episode 33, Griffin answered uh, questions that listeners posed based out of uh, episode 31. Now, we would be remiss if, for folks who didn't listen to episode 31, we did not play a performance from the Geechee Geller Ring and folks can actually hear what that sounds like, as well as visualize the counterclockwise movements. So let's go ahead and do that.
3: Now give me two
1: So as you said Brenda, episode 31 was one of those episodes where we we as a host had a lot of fun. And the, the subject matter was was um, entertaining and educational, as we like to say, infotainment. Our our, our second most popular episode was is uh, I would say almost diametrically opposite from that. It's a very serious subject. It was on our episode 16 or sweet 16 episode where we talked about issues involving youth and young adults. One of the things that we touched upon was an interview with Dr. Darwana Lenoir and uh, teen suicide, which is the third leading cause of death for teens inside the United States. And one of the things we asked her about were uh, warning signs to educate ourselves and also help our listeners in case they see something, they can then say something. So let's hear a little bit of that.
4: Particularly in um, adolescents and teens, when they are no longer engaged in the things that they once were, like if they didn't want to play with their friends anymore, if they don't want to go out to things that they would typically have shown interest in in the past, those are um, initial warning signs that something is different, something has changed. If they're isolating in their bedroom, if they no longer want to spend time with family, if they are avoiding or don't want to go to school for various reasons um, or aren't really even articulating a reason why they don't want to be engaged in school or friends or go to social events, you really want to be concerned about that withdrawal and that lack of engagement with others because there's, there's some isolation going on and we want to definitely interrupt that pattern.
1: Quite a serious subject. I would uh, recommend to everyone that they listen to episode 16 because, again, teen suicide is epidemic across the United States. That is not hyperbole. It's not exaggeration. So um, besides those tips there, you can hear about other warning signs, who to contact, resources, and the like. Also on episode 16, we get into adulting and adulting classes and if you don't know what that is you need to listen to (laughs) episode 16 yes and you might might learn something that might be of value to you or you can be entertained by that right
0: now another popular um, episode of our first season was one where we talked to an upcoming actress named Tara Strong And that was in episode 25. And she was talking about how she's living her passion out in
1: Hollywood. So let's just jump right into that and uh, start off with Tara explaining the craft of acting.
4: There's two different ways of looking at acting, in my personal opinion. And um, one way of looking at it is as a, a craft where... You, you learn, you go to classes and you you you're able to transform into different people and and having that training and understanding what it means to bring a character to life and and, and explain that journey to an audience is it's a skill. And it's it's not just talent, it's a skill. It's something that you learn and you work on, you know. And so um, I went to the School for creative and Performing Arts in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I've gone to several other acting studios. I'm actually at an acting studio right now that I love. I just started there last week. Um, but, um, but, yeah, you can, trans- you can learn to transform. You can take it as an art. You can take it as a craft.
1: And then there's another
4: school of thought in acting where you, you, are, you are your own niche right? So, you know, you, you, you bring words to life, but you are, basically, you're bringing to life out of who you are. You bring your personality out, right? In order to do a transformative character, like something so out of, out of my range, I had to tap into the craft and the skill of acting rather than you know, and and let me make it. Let me give an example of being able to tune into your own personality. Kevin Hart, and, and just in my brain, I'm thinking him. Kevin Hart is already funny and hilarious, and he has his own niche. You you know what you're going to get when he comes to the stage, right? Right. Can you see him? You know, being a a, a let's say let let's let's say a, a transgender character. No. Him playing a yeah. You, you can't see that, right? And so he has tapped in. There's, I'm not saying anything is wrong with either either way of building a career in acting. But, you know, you have your actors where you're like, oh, my goodness. Like, one of my favorite is Nicole Kidman. I've seen her do all types of stuff. I've seen her have prosthetics on her, on her face and, you know, just do all right. types of different characters. Where on the flip side of that, you have a personality like Kevin Hart that he, he, he makes money just being himself. You know, of course he has to learn his lines and he has to create a journey for his character and all those things, but he's not going to transform. So all I'm saying is there is a craft to it and really tapping into the, that, um, into learning the skill and, and being invested in, in learning how to transform into characters is how you are able to bring different
1: types of characters to life so that was uh an interesting answer and discussion there because i've always wondered myself about that when you see folks acting quote unquote and then themselves how does that really work how is that accepted and all tara also gave some great advice about getting into the, the the biz her her one thing that uh she would Definitely recommend to people, which actually is good advice in um, our opinions about anything that you're trying to strive and endeavor for.
0: So if you missed any of season one, because we are on demand, you can go back and you can listen to our three most popular episodes as well as the all the others. Because again, in season one, we had 38 episodes of this and that. Here's where we need your help for our season two. Not only do we want you to continue listening wherever you're located, whether you're here in the U.S. or where, whether you're located abroad, uh, do keep listening. And we want you to tell others about our podcast so that they can listen too. And we have a goal of wanting to be listened to in all 50 states here in the U.S. And so far we're being listened to what? In 28. In 28 states. So here are the states where we are not currently showing that somebody is listening to us. And if you know of anyone located in any of these states do tell them about us and tell them to check us out because they just might like what they hear and they might just keep coming back just like you are. So in no particular order, um, let's start out with here are the states where we need to get folks to listen to us. And that's in Oregon, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Nevada, Utah, Arizona, Alaska, Hawaii. Then we have North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, Oklahoma, Louisiana. And we're going to finish up with these states where we currently don't have listeners. And that is New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Maine, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and South Carolina. So if you know anybody in any of those states, tell them to check us out. And then also, we're being listened to on five of the seven continents, and the two continents, where we don't have listeners, Australia and Antarctica. So if you happen to know anybody that's living in those two on those two continents, also
1: tell them to check us out. I, I would add to that, International Space Station has internet. So again, anyone affiliated with NASA, the European Space Agency, Jet Propulsion Lab, um, Johnson Control, Houston, etc. If you know somebody who's going to be doing a mission on the, the ISS, have them take a few minutes out and listen to This and That with David and Brenda. Comments? Send your feedback to thisandthat@aboutgreatercincinnati.com. at The first episode
0: for Season 2
1: It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It is now sealed up, slapped into a cylinder, and ready to go for distribution. So, like we always said in
0: our first season, thank you for listening to us. And we're going to say it again all throughout Season 2 when we keep bringing you our brand of infotainment where we talk about everything, that's anything, because we are on a mission to inform, inspire, impact. We want you, as our listeners, to uh, basically, as some of the young folks would say, stay woke. And that's why we do what we do, because we are hoping that we're going to Say something that you are going to be enlightened by and therefore be able to use as part of your day-to-day or just file away in your knowledge bank for later.
1: To folks who are in theater around uh, Iraq, the Middle East and the like, be safe, watch your six, and um, you, you are in our thoughts and prayers.
0: Yes, you are definitely in our thoughts and prayers. So, until the next time, everyone, all the best, stay woke, peace out. Bye, folks. You have been listening to This and That, a podcast collaboration about some of everything about anything. This has been hosted by David and Brenda and is presented by about AboutGreaterCincinnati.com Music by Pottington Bear. Please subscribe to our podcast so that you can stay up to date about future episodes. If you have any comments or suggestions about this episode, future episodes, interested in sponsorship and or advertising, please email us at This and that at aboutgreatercincinnati.com. All rights reserved. Thank you and all the best.